You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Clayton's season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 273. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you this week. We haven't had her on in a while. Lots gone on in her life since we last had her on. Amanda Stanton is the guest this week, and we'll get to that momentarily. There are a couple things that I want to talk about in regards to the Amanda interview before you listen to it. Number one, about eight or ten minutes in of when the interview actually starts, my dog went crazy. We had a knock at the door, so I had to pause for a while until she calmed down. That's all edited out. You won't hear that. But when we came back um, after I had to call Amanda back to finish it, Amanda was in her car at that point. So first eight or ten minutes, um, she's not in her car. You'll be able to tell the difference. So just expect that around the uh, eight or ten minute mark. The second thing is, this is something I just kind of wanted to bring up because I correct, I Sometimes when I think out loud during the podcast and I try and remember stuff on the fly, usually it's wrong. And you'll hear me say during the interview, and I'll give you the um, correction right now before you get to it, but you'll hear me say during the interview when we're talking about her season and her crop of women that were on Ben Higgins' season, I was like, man, it just seems to me like so many women from your season are pregnant. Your season must lead all seasons in the number of women who have gotten pregnant and had children post-show with the recent announcement from Jen Saviano. And, you know, on the fly, I'm like, you know, Lauren Himley has a child. Jen Saviano is pregnant. She's due in three months. We know uh, Lauren Bushnell uh, has a child, now Lauren Lane. But those are the only three. I thought there were more. And what it was was, it's more about engagements and or married from her season because if you look at that list, that's pretty long, and I would put that up against any other season. I don't think any other season has nine people or close to nine that are engaged and or married since that season. JoJo obviously is engaged. Kayla is married. Emily and Haley, the twins, they're both engaged. I think they're both set to get married this year. Obviously, Amanda Stanton is now engaged. She got engaged two months ago. We talk about that a lot on the podcast. Probably don't remember this, but the girl who brought the donkey on the first night on Ben Higgins' season, she's married. Uh, the chicken enthusiast from their season, she got eliminated the first night. Uh, Tiara, she's engaged. Uh, Leah Block has been in a relationship for at least three or four years. She's basically on the verge of getting engaged. Uh, Becca Tilly has said that she's in a relationship and has been for two or three years now. So that's another one. So that's that's literally 10, that's almost a third of the cast that is either pregnant and or married and engaged. But on the podcast, you'll hear me say this cast leads in babies, which is not true because it's just Lauren Himley and Lauren Lane that have children and Jen Saviano is due I believe she's due next month. I believe she's due in March. So it's only three, but they got a hell of a lot of engaged and or married people from her season. There's no doubt about that. So just keep that in mind when I totally blank and, and claim that their season has a bunch of babies from it, and it doesn't. 
But, um, yeah, so that's that uh, in terms of the interview with Amanda. What else? Uh, in addition to that, you'll hear or you'll see my TikTok go up for episode uh, Rose Ceremony number seven. Spoilers, that'll go up later today along with my reel. And, again, for those that are just, I don't know, joining this season or just started, didn't pay attention during the off season, like when I post my TikToks, and my reels of the Rose Ceremony spoilers. All I'm doing is recapping what I told you back in December. There's nothing new in any of these unless I he- unless I have heard something. Like, you know, the addition of next week you're going to... Susie drops Clayton a, a letter and tells him to meet her at the bell tower or something like that. But for the most part, all I'm doing is recapping people. It's just another way to get the spoilers out before the episode airs. But these spoilers have been out there since December. Um, you know who's been you know who's been on basically every date and who um, the group date roses that I knew about versus uh, and then every elimination has been correct as well. So I'm not trying to break any news here with these spoilers because I keep getting stuff from people that are messaging me saying. I thought you already told us this. I'm like, yeah, I did. I'm just, I'm reminding people every week because how many people complain that I can't find it on your site, even though it sits there right under the spoiler section. So all I'm trying to do is weekly update you on, hey, this is what you're going to see next episode. Now, it doesn't freaking help when the show doesn't end the episodes with rose ceremonies because everything gets kind of out of whack and it's a little bit confusing. But when you see the update for the rose ceremony number seven in Croatia. So <laughs> we've got, I'm I'm 99% sure on the second one-on-one date in this episode, only because every Tuesday, ABC releases a press release for the next episode, and it kind of just gives an overview of what's going on. And we know that Teddy got a one-on-one. I have a video of that that I'll probably include in the TikTok and the real. And then there's a group date where they do, um, you know, gladiator stuff. They have some night challenges and nightly challenges and stuff like that. And then the second one-on-one in the press release, like when I released it back in December, I said, I don't know for sure who got it, but by process of elimination, I think it's Sarah. And then in the, in the press release that's released that came out on Tuesday, it basically said the person who got the second one-on-one received, or the person who got the second one-on-one in this episode is getting their second one-on-one of the season. So, process elimination, the only people that have had one-on-ones up to Croatia are Susie, but it's not her because we know that she gets the one-on-one the following week in Vienna because she gets the pretty woman date. It's not Serene because her second one-on-one is the following week in Vienna. That I had pictures and video of as it was happening in real time. And it's not Gabby because she just had one in Toronto. So that only leaves Sarah and Rachel as the possibilities of someone getting their second one-on-one before any, before other people even get their first. And I just don't believe Rachel had a second one-on-one this season. That's, uh, that's something that, um, spoiler-wise... Um, I was kind of told like I, I don't there were certain women that did not get two one on ones and she was one. So it leaves it leaves Sarah. I haven't looked at previews. I'm sure there's something in a preview that possibly shows Sarah getting the second one on one. But 
yeah, just uh, so next episode, Gabby, uh, not Gabby, Teddy gets her first one on one. The girl who received the first impression rose and has basically been a ghost since then. And then the group date with seven women. And then I'm like I said, positive, pretty positive that uh, it's, it can only be Sarah or Rachel. And I don't believe it's Rachel. So Sarah will get your second one on one date. So there you go. Um, that's coming up. You'll see that in the spoilers today, but I pretty much just gave it to you just now. And and then in and then the eliminations happen and two people go home and that's Mara and who's the other one? Oh, Mara and Eliza are the two that get eliminated. So we're down to seven that go to Vienna, Austria, and you know who you found a four are and and whatnot. So there you go. There's your epa, There's your stuff. I'll post it uh, a little bit later on today. But without any further ado, let's get going. You know where you love her. Podcast number two seventy three. All right, here she is. Uh, we first saw her on Ben Higgins' season of The Bachelor, and then in seasons three and four of Bachelor in Paradise. She is the founder of Lonnie the Label. It is Amanda Stanton. Amanda, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Can you believe that you were on Ben Higgins' season of The Bachelor and th- seasons three and four of Bachelor in Paradise? Doesn't that seem like ages ago? It literally seems like a different lifetime ago. Like I, I, I forget that I was even on it. <laughs> well, because wait, Ben's season filmed in what twenty fifteen? Filmed in twenty fifteen and aired in sixteen, or filmed in sixteen and aired in seventeen? We we filmed in twenty fifteen. Fifteen, gosh, so over six years ago. Yeah. Just so, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, I, and you know what? I mean, we're going to get into talking about Instagram and stuff like that. But when you guys filmed. It really was not Instagram. It was still in its infancy stages in terms of how you can make money off it and build a brand and stuff like that. It wasn't oh, yeah. what it is we had now. No, no, not even close. We had no idea. Yeah. Like we thought maybe we would get some Instagram followers, but Instagram wasn't even the way that it is now. It wasn't like you were going into that saying, okay, if I can last this amount of time, I can gain this much followers, I can build a brand. No, it just no. happened organically after you got off the show because of the popularity of the show. And then it was like, oh, okay, now I can capitalize on this. Um, so I want to talk about Clayton's season going on right now first. Um, the label of villains has been around forever. I mean, on your season, Olivia was considered the villain, even though kind of mentioning her in the same breath as Shanae. Yeah, I don't think it is fair at all. And hell, even Leah got labeled as a villain once you guys had your group date in in the Bahamas because she went up against Lauren. Um how how do you how do you view someone like Shanae as someone who's been on the show before and has been through the ringer with the fan base of this show? When you watch Shanae, what goes through your mind when you see the things that she does and things that she says? Okay, so I, I get confused. I mean, I feel like it has to be one of a few different things. One, I mean, that's clearly who she is if she's saying those things, you know, especially in her interviews. Um, you know, there's no editing involved in that. That's what's coming out of her mouth. But also part of me thinks, you know, and I was telling you this, like, I think in the past, like back in my day, people didn't want to be the villain. Everyone wanted to look good. Everyone wanted to be the nice one. And I think now 
that social media has gotten bigger and so many people want Instagram followers and whatnot, they know that they're going to get a lot of attention if they're the villain. So I kind of feel like sometimes they do it on purpose. Yeah. But I think that also is more likely in a case with somebody like Demi, who like was never mean to anyone, but kind of came off as like the villain in a way. Right. I don't, I didn't watch her. Um, but I feel like, you know, for somebody like that, I don't know. It, Maybe she just wants attention. Yeah. I mean, you look at Shanae and you watch some of the things that she does and she says, and clearly she's being egged on by a producer who's asking the questions that we're only seeing her answers to in the ITM. Very rarely do you ever hear the producer's questions. Sometimes they'll do it and they'll put the closed captioning on the screen, but it's very rare. All Shanae is doing behind a camera is answering a question that's given to her by a producer. And if a producer is saying, how much is Elizabeth getting under your skin with her ADHD stuff, Shanae? It's very easy to just start going off and answering the question. Now, it's still on her for saying it. But yeah, but you also remember there's like a ca- there's cameras everywhere. So it's like yeah. you know what you're saying is being recorded. There's never a moment where you forget that, especially in the interviews. I could see how maybe like letting a couple things slip in the house maybe if you think you're not on camera. But in an interview, like you're aware. Yeah, and I think it's... It's really weird because she could say the stuff about Elizabeth and it's totally she's thinking it's off the cuff and maybe it's funny. And then she realizes after the fact when it airs, okay, this isn't funny at all. But then the other thing is with her saying things like, I got what bitch am I going to get rid of today? I got another rose. And oh, Genevieve is no has no shot against me and stuff like that. Like, how do you think how does she possibly think that that's going to come off well on television? And I and I guess my answer is I don't think she's thinking. I just don't I think she's just in the moment saying whatever comes to her mind, zero filter, and doesn't take into consideration the reaction of crazy ass Bachelor Nation fan base. Totally. Yeah. I mean I just feel like when you go on that show, like there's no way it doesn't cross your mind like what what am I gonna look like when I am on TV? Like what it how am I gonna come across? So I feel like it's like I don't know, kind of a stretch to say that she's not thinking. So I feel like everyone is thinking that at some points. What is? Did you ever have a moment? Did you ever have an ITM? I mean, I I don't remember. Obviously, you said it was this was six years ago. Your season aired, but I don't remember you ever saying anything remotely controversial or throwing shade at anybody in an ITM. Did you? Is there anything that you ever regret that you said in an ITM or no? Honestly, no. Like and. Of course, like, this sounds bad to say, but of course I had, like, you know, some thoughts in my head that if I were to probably have said in an interview would have been kind of mean. But, like, you know better not to say those things because, you know, you're on TV. You know that everything's going to air. Yeah. So, no, like, you have to be careful with what you say. And I think that's, kind of like, common sense. Yeah, you you would think, and then you just watch Shanae every week and it just seems like she can't top herself yet she keeps topping herself with the things that she says and the things that she does you know showing up for a group date that you lost on is clearly you know production prodding her to do that um i don't know if they specifically said we want you to go grab that trophy and throw it in the pond but i'm sure they didn't discourage it (laughs) so it's still on her but you know she sees a trophy sitting in the middle of the table like when you walk into a group date that you didn't even weren't even supposed to be a part of, a group date after party, and pick up a trophy and throw it, like, do you think people are going to be like, "Yeah, we're on Shanae's side, yay"? Like, no. <laughs> 
I, I mean, it's so. You guys had a competition. You guys had a soccer game, right? In yeah, yours. we just lost. Yeah. And I just. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. And look, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. Shan, you know, Shanae's reasoning was, "I deserve to be here." Yeah, I'm sure every girl that was on the losing team would have loved to have shown up on the after party or be a part of it, but they didn't. You know, they exactly. stayed in their room like they were supposed to, and you were either talked to and look. And again, and this is, I guess, this is what I kind of want to talk to. With we know that there's production manipulation that goes on on this show it just takes so many different forms and i mean did you what what was your experience with producer 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 manipulation in terms of getting you to say something in itm or do something or withholding sleep from you until you said did you ever have to deal with that or were you one that were lucky enough to avoid it Okay, so yeah, like I was going to say, I'm just speaking from my own personal experience because I know other people have other stories of them feeling that way. I mean, in my three seasons I was on the show, I never felt that way. Of course, there were times in an interview where they someone would feed me a line and, and want me to say it, and I would just say no, and no one ever really pushed me. So, Okay, little break in the action here. I had to uh, actually – Amanda is now in her car. And we're going to conduct the interview uh, uh, this way from the for the rest of the podcast. But you were just talking about producer manipulation and the fact that, you know, when you were dealing with it, you didn't have as much. You never had a story like probably what other people have had to deal with. You've had producers ask you to say something and you said no, but you weren't you were never really pushed after that. Whereas, you know, right. I'm sure you know of other contestants. I know of other contestants where it wasn't that way. So it's. It's really weird. Are they just picking and choosing ones they think are most vulnerable to do it? Maybe. Or, you know, they have a storyline that they're trying to fit, and maybe I, you know, <laughs> I didn't have to say those things to fit into that. But I definitely never never experienced that on any, any of the seasons I was on. That's crazy. I mean, I mean, you, you certainly had a storyline, but you never really had a negative storyline or, or a villain no. storyline you might have been linked up to somebody that was a villain but you were never <laughs> the villain Perhaps. like yourself but yeah that's kind of it's kind of weird how you know you look at it now it's like why do they pick and choose some people and i'm guessing you know because you know you go through all this testing before the show you have to answer a gazillion questions your producers know you inside and out and maybe they're just they know whose buttons they can push and they know who they can get stuff out of versus other ones that, I mean, you come across as a little more, you know, shy and reserved as opposed to somebody like, you just don't have the personality of someone like a Shanae. You just don't. Yeah. You wouldn't do that even if they asked you to, like just to talk shit on the other women and say, who are these bitches going home next? And I'm going to eliminate somebody else. Like I just could never see that coming out of your mouth. No, never, never. But that's, that's the thing is like, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I don't follow like the girls on social media. Has she said anything about it? Like, oh, no. And and the girls no. and the other girls on the show have come out on social media and said she has not apologized to us privately either. So I don't yeah. know if she's going to run with this. And then at the women tell all she's going to give a big, hey, I realize now my actions were horrible, there's no excuse for them, or if she's going to play into it and she's going to double down at the women tell all. I don't know, but the but the problem right. is and the one and the one thing that I wrote 
this week. And the problem is we saw her give an apology to the women on Monday's episode where she kind of fake cried and said, I'm, I'm so sorry. And then she goes into her ITMs and says, that was the greatest acting job ever. I deserve an Oscar. So if she does apologize at the women tell all, why do I, why are, why should any of us believe her when she's already proven she can apologize just as an act to win people over? Yeah. You know, so she's screwed. I'm not going to accept any sort of apology from her. It's, you know, any apology in the bachelor nation, whether it's, you know, Rachel Kirkconnell or Chris Harrison, whatever, it's your actions afterwards that your apology is just words. Some apologies have been written better than others in the past, but it's your actions after that that determine whether or not people choose uh, to believe you. Shit, I had to apologize for, you know, everything that went down with Demi. And I think I've changed and I haven't done anything along those lines since then. It's more about what have I done to change the behavior that you were accused of? And so, yeah. Um, so yeah, well, wor- she, words are words. She may have a she may have a chance on Bachelor in Paradise. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll and then and then it's like again, are you are, are you promoting? You know, I, it's I, you know you can already see it like the way the way we know um, Paradise is shot. Like clearly, uh, Shanae had issues with Genevieve in the house and uh, Elizabeth. So if Elizabeth and Genevieve are down in Paradise, you know, you know it's just going to be them talking about, oh my God, it's so great down here. So glad Shanae's not around. And then the very next scene, you'll see two legs walking down the steps, and it'll be Shanae. Like, you can already produce the right. show yourself of how, how they would bring Shanae yeah. into the show. And, but yeah, I mean, that's what people would want to see is how she would act down there and if she would get a redemption edit and if any guy would be interested in her or whatnot. So I guess, I guess time will tell, but certainly you can't rule it out because we've seen plenty of villains show up down, uh, down in Paradise. And, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it works out well for them, I feel like. Oh, yeah. I mean... Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> and, and sometimes it doesn't. And they and they go down there thinking it's going to work out well for them, and then it doesn't. And, that's, right. and that ends up being a problem. Um, so I want to move on to something that has happened to you recently. And since we last had you on, clearly, because this only happened a couple months ago, you are now engaged to your boyfriend, yes. Michael, or fiancé, Michael. First off, um, tell everyone about Michael, how you guys met, how long you were together. I want to say it was, I could be wrong, but I want to say it was about a year. Maybe it was a little bit longer before you got engaged. And just for those that don't know the story, tell everyone about Michael. So Michael and I actually met um, a few years ago and we stayed friends and we kept in touch um, and I never really... I always thought he was like so cute and funny. I actually tried to set some of my friends up with him because I was like, he's so sweet and fun. And I don't know why I just never, never thought of him for myself. And then, um, in 2020 or yeah, 2020, we were both in Aspen at the same time. So we ended up meeting up for lunch just as friends and then just kind of like never stopped talking after that. And it just turned into us dating and now we're engaged. So, so it was twenty. It was before the pandemic when you when you guys met up in Aspen, or was it during the pandemic? No, it was during. It okay. was during. It was in, um, yeah, like November twenty twenty, early November. Okay, so yeah, you guys were basically dating for a year before about uh, a year. Yeah. You proposed. Yeah. When you said you were trying to set him up with friends, whatever. Now I'm now something is popping into my head. 
Didn't he date somebody from Bachelor Nation? Am I forgetting? He did. He did not date anyone from oh. Bachelor Nation. No, but, but he, he was involved I, with somebody, I right? I, I guess, and I didn't know him then. That's not how, how oh, we met. Okay. I, we met from totally different friends, like years later. So, I guess it's just a, a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. I just remember. I remember when you started dating him. It was like, oh, he used to go out with or. But I can't remember who the girl was. Who was it? Who am I blanking on? I, I can't remember either. <laughs> yeah, you can. Um, oh, wait, oh, wait, wait. It, can, if I say it, will you, will you if, if I'm right, will you tell me if I'm right? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. I, th- I think, okay, I think I know who it is. I, I'm, yeah, I'm blanking Okay, out. yeah. Um, okay, so, so that was, so you guys dated for a year and... Yes. You got proposed to in December, December, I believe, 2nd or 3rd of 2021. Um, yeah, December 2nd. I'm assuming you knew you and Michael were getting engaged and it was a matter of, of when and not if. But the night that it did happen, were you caught completely off guard? So it's funny because obviously, like, I knew it was coming somewhat soon. We've talked about it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know when. And I had all these theories in my head. We were going to Aspen for New Year's. So I was like, maybe we'll do it in Aspen. But then I was like, I think he would want to do it in front of the kids. So I knew it was coming. I thought maybe like around the holidays. I didn't know he was going to do it that soon. So I had no idea that day until maybe like an hour beforehand. I just felt like everyone was ignoring me. I was like trying to call my mom or my sister or Michael. And I felt like everyone was like shutting me down. And I just got this weird feeling that everyone was up to something. <laughs> but um, yeah, I really had no idea until maybe an hour before. But it ha- it happened at your place, right? Didn't everybody, was everybody yeah. there? No, it happened at home, um, but it was just us and the kids. Oh, okay. We were supposed to be taking our um, Christmas photos that day. Oh, okay. So our... So we had a photographer there, which ended up working out. Um, but I, I don't even think Michael knew he was going to do it that day. Like, I guess the the jeweler called him and told him that the ring was ready. And he picked it up the day before and obviously was super excited and couldn't wait. So we just did it the next day. So did he coordinate with the photographer that was there to take Christmas pictures? Did he say, hey, this is going to now be our engagement photos? Yeah, I guess he told her that day because we already had the Christmas photos planned mm. and that, that wasn't supposed to be a part of it. We really were supposed to take the Christmas photos. Um, and then I guess he texted her earlier that day and said that he was going to propose. Gotcha. And we never ended up taking taking the Christmas photos. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So now, if you could, Amanda, I want you to compare and contrast your relationship with Michael versus that of Josh Murray and Robbie Hayes. Go. Oh, no, my kidding. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I was like, not start this. Yeah. <laughs> the fact the fact that I even said Robbie Hayes just was like even funny because we all know we, there was never really a no relationship there. It's so funny. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? I mean, I just just saying Robbie Hayes' name, and I know he went on that Siesta Key show and he was dating one of those girls for a while, but that's a name that literally I have not heard in probably a year or two. Like, I mean, it's probably a good thing that he's not in the news and, and whatever. And I don't I'm not asking you to tell me, have you heard anything about him? I'm just like, isn't that kind of weird? Like, I don't, I don't hear about that guy anywhere anymore. Like, I have no idea what that guy's doing. The, I think the last we heard, the last we heard was there was a story 
online about him and Jeff Holm being in a, in a feud about somebody squatting at the other person's place and they wouldn't leave and there was a restraining oh, right. order and all that. Remember that? And that, Yes. That was the last I heard. Yeah, I know. Same. Yeah, I, I haven't heard his name in a while. Yeah. I, I haven't heard a lot of people's names in a while. Yeah, the other one too. Yeah, the other guy yeah. that I mentioned. I, yeah. I have no idea. Now, granted, I mean, all I could do, all I have to do is go on an Instagram account and just kind of scroll through and right. see what he's been up to. But I, yeah, I, in terms of names in the news, you know, Josh was, he was out there a lot after either his relationship with you. Cause then he started doing, you know, two or three other reality shows. And so it was just out there and you kind of knew what was going on in his world just by looking at the news. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you the first thing about what's going on is I don't even know where he lives. I don't know if he lives in, in LA or move back to Atlanta or whatever. I have no idea. So, um, so funny. I know I, it's like for me too, it's like we were on the show so long ago and it's like so fun for a little bit. And then you just get so burned out. Like I'm at the point now where I'm like, I love being irrelevant and like not having anything to do with that, you know, that whole world. It's like actually very nice. Well, I remember, you know, when we spoke, I think the first time I ever had you on the podcast was around the time of the, uh, you know, the breakup with Josh and whatever. And, you know, one of the things that you and I spoke about was how you were going to handle relationships going forward with your children. And clearly your children seem to love Michael or whatever. But how did you navigate that in the beginning with Michael and the girls? Like, how long did it take you to feel comfortable introducing them to him? So the thing with Michael's like, I, like I said, we were friends before. So even when we started hanging out, like even in the beginning, I was kind of like, are, are we dating? Are we just still friends that are just like hanging out more? I don't know. It was kind of weird. So I think I felt very comfortable considering like I already knew him and I knew he was a good guy and I trusted him right from the beginning. So I, I brought him around a couple months in, um, to hang out with the girls but it's also hard and I think you know there's a lot of like speculation when it comes to single moms and dating and I think what people don't realize is like I'm with my kids all the time so if I were to keep those two things separate you know it, it would be it would be so hard to do that just because I'm with them all the time so it just made sense to bring them around yeah um yeah, no, they, they get along great. And it was one of those things, too, and I think the biggest difference, and I think it was partially to blame from the show, but, like, on the show, it's like, you know, you go on Paradise, and three weeks later, you're engaged, and you kind of have this, like, very rushed timeline of, like, okay, we're engaged, and now he's going to be, like, a stepdad, and he's going to meet the kids and whatnot, and it just feels very, um, like, very rushed. Whereas now I'm kind of, like with Michael anyways from the beginning it was kind of like okay I'm going to introduce them and their relationship's going to be one of those things that's just going to kind of like grow over time you know it's going to take both of them a while to like get used to each other and you know like each other so it's just been a slower process well yeah I mean back then. yeah it's been a slower process but it's also been the normal dating process like you said the the show yes. the show is exactly. speed dating this is how it would have normally if you never went on Ben's season and never went on Paradise this is how you normally would have met somebody and dated them and introduced them to your children, which then led to yes. you know, an engagement. So you just had a exactly. period of your life there where, you know, everything was kind of thrown at you a at, crazy. Yeah, at a hundred miles yeah. an hour. So, yes, exactly. Well, that's good. I mean, it's good that I'm glad that, 
you know, obviously I'm happy for you that you got engaged and, and obviously everything's great with the kids and, and that they seem to enjoy Michael and he's ready to be a, a stepdad and whatnot. And have you obviously with, you know, you've only been two months in, but where are you guys at with wedding planning? Is it going to be in 2022 or no? So, yeah, we, we definitely want to get married in 2022. We kind of had our whole wedding planned and what we wanted to do before we got engaged. Oh. Um, and we just wanted to do something really small. We didn't really want a big wedding. We didn't really feel like it was our vibe. And then we got engaged, and I feel like there's a lot of pressure, a lot of things that we didn't consider. And so we've kind of been all over the place trying to figure it out. But I think either way, uh, we're going to get married this year. Okay. It'll, so it'll be this year. You know, you mentioned this yes. in one of your last answers about, you know, liking the fact that you're relevant now and you don't, you're not, you're not really part of that world. Like, yeah, you watch the show, but yeah. you're not someone that is, you know, hosting a podcast or having to talk about the show or having the show as a um, main part of your life anymore. And it's probably because you're, you know, engaged to someone that isn't in that world. Um, but yes. so I'm, I'm curious to know about what your relationship now is with the bachelor nation fan base, because a lot of the, everything that you built your brand on was from this fan base. And clearly whether it's single mothers or, you know, just trolls online and whatever the case may be, everyone has, um, or feels the need to share their opinions about anything you do, whether you post with your daughters or what you post about your daughters and stuff like that. And, and I know you've dealt with that over the years, but now that you are engaged, set to be married this year. What has kind of been your relationship with the fan base now? Have they kind of backed off you? Because they were really, they came at you hard for a while. Yeah. No, I, I do feel like they have kind of backed off, which is nice. And I feel like I've also made kind of an effort to like, and I'm not like judging anyone or saying certain people do this, but it's like, you know, you can try to stay relevant or you can, you know, talk about the show or do all these different things. And I feel like I've kind of made an effort not to do that and to kind of like, I've obviously became irrelevant on my own <laughs> naturally, yeah. but I've also kind of like wanted that and have kind of like pushed for that. And I just feel like it's so much better now. I'm, you know, much more at peace. I feel like my followers have been nicer to me. Um, they don't really ever bring up the show. I feel like it's something I don't really talk about often, yeah. if ever. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, I did it six years ago. It was a part of my life back then, but not really relevant now. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed it just in your stories that, you know, your stories are more along the lines of just your everyday life now. And yeah, um, it's just... And I remember when you were fresh off the show, clearly when you're fresh off the show, you kind of have to keep that engagement going and either talk about the show or hang out with people associated with the show. It just, it just helped engagement. Right. Now, now that you're past that. And it and does kind of happen naturally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, so, yeah. you're, you're still friends. I'm sure you still keep in touch with people from the show. And obviously I'm guessing Lauren is still a friend of yours, but when she lives in Nashville and, has her own child and you're in California, I'm sure you don't see Lauren really at all, but yet you still probably keep up that friendship and you guys still talk, right? Yeah. I still have like some of my closest friends that I made on the show and we'll be friends forever. But yeah, it's like, you know, you're kind of in like a different phase in life where it's like, we're all getting married and we have kids and we have all this stuff going on. So it's like, 
you know, I don't see everyone as much, but we still keep in touch. And it's just like one of those friendships that just, I don't know, we'll just always, we'll always be friends no matter what, even if we don't see each other often. I haven't done the math in my head or gone through every season, but I want to say now with the most recent pregnancy of Jen Saviano from your season, I want to say that your season's women have probably produced the most children in the, <laughs> since your season aired than any season since then. I mean, I'm just just thinking off the top of my head, like um, obviously you already, you already had kids, but uh, Jen, yeah. Jen Saviano is pregnant, uh, uh, Lauren Himley. Uh, had uh, she had a baby right she she had yes. yeah she did she did uh obviously lauren uh bushnell now lane she had a she has a son um i mean i don't want to sit here and go but it just seems like you guys had a lot if i'm not mistaken yeah we have i was laughing though i was thinking about it the other day i was like it's so weird that i used to be like the mom of the group like yeah. I was the only one with kids and now i'm i mean my kids are you know so kids are eight nine but now I'm like the one that doesn't have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, and, and the twins are both engaged. I'm guessing after their weddings happen, they will probably be having kids shortly. I get that impression that they want to have kids as well yeah. with, with their hockey yeah. with their hockey guys. So, yeah, I mean, yes. they're another two that you can add to the list probably soon. Um, right. You know, it's just it just seems like everybody from your season. Um, or not everybody, but at, oh, least, at least having kids or getting married. Yeah. yeah. For sure. A lot um, of them. <laughs> one of the one of the other changes that kind of happened with you, and I and I saw this. I've never spoken to you about it, but I saw you post this, and I thought it was really interesting. But I've never talked to you about it. Is I don't know when it was. I want to say in the last six months, but I could be way off. You mentioned that you were going to eliminate your filters on your pictures. Did you, is that something that happened? Right? Did I read that correctly? Yeah, no, I, I don't use them anymore. Okay, so for a while there, I mean, for the longest time, you did filter all your, you used some sort of filter on, on all your pictures, and then you decided, yeah. look, I don't want to do this. What, what went into that decision? So for me, it was more just like a personal thing. It's like, obviously, you know, a lot of people were saying when I posted that, like, you know, thank you. It spread such a bad message of like um, unrealistic beauty standards to people when everyone's using filters. And I agree with that. But for me, it was one of those things where like I would wake up in the morning and have no makeup on, but I'd want to, you know, pop on stories and say something. And it was so easy for me to just put one of those filters on and immediately I like had clear skin and I didn't really have to worry about putting makeup on because I looked fine. Um, but it just becomes like such like an addiction to the point where like you start seeing yourself without a filter and you're like, whoa, like I can't post like this. So for me, it was nice kind of quitting them and like getting used to like now, like, you know, if I'm, my skin looks good, but like I can actually appreciate that. And hmm. just like you get used to seeing yourself I don't know, just looking so different and it kind of just messes with you mentally. So I haven't been using them for probably four months now. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was in sometime within the last six months and I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge Instagram guide. And when I do use it, I don't Uh use filters. So I'm, I've never understood that, but I know that that's a thing. And I know that that is something that people that are on the outside that follow you guys as contestants kind of complain about from time to time is there's this unrealistic beauty expectation from the women on this show and it's like you almost took it to heart of yeah you know what maybe 
you know, maybe I am. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this because this is not how I look in the morning. You know, this is this is not how I wake yeah. up. But if I'm telling everybody this is the way I wake look, the way I look when I wake up, maybe it's it's off putting to some people or get some people to right. think that I have to look a certain way when I wake up. And I, I see it from like other people's um, other people's standpoints and, you know, even like with the girls, like I didn't grow up with social media and my kids are going to grow up with Instagram and all these things. And, you know, you don't want people comparing themselves to like a filtered version of somebody else, which I totally I totally get that. Yeah. But I think, yeah, like for me, it was more just like personal. I was like, I used to look at myself without a filter and I think I looked so bad. And now I'm just so used to it. Now I think I look good without a filter. So it's like such a mental thing. And I think it's hard in the beginning, but once you get used to not using them anymore, it's, it's been so much better for me. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really cool to hear that you were really, it got to become an addiction and it's almost like you had a hard time accepting what you looked like without it. And yeah, that could become a self-esteem thing. It could be, you know, it definitely could affect somebody, even yourself, going forward of man I, I i don't i don't look a certain way or i want to look this way but i don't i only look this way when i add this sort of feature to myself and yes. when when in reality the whole time like you're you know you're an attractive woman and you don't you don't need that much filters and stuff you know you can just get away yeah. with who you are it's cool totally yeah um so, yeah it's been good i you know you mentioned Something when you were talking about Michael, you were talking about the show, you know, watching shows together and whatnot. And, you know, I want I wanted to ask you what shows you guys are into. Well, besides Joe Millionaire and Temptation Island, since I know you watch those because you text me asking yeah. for spoilers on those. Um, <laughs> um, what are the show, are reality shows versus scripted shows? What are the shows you guys watching right now? It's so funny because I never even really watched TV until Michael and I started dating. And now we're obsessed. Um we mostly like our favorites are like reality TV. We're obsessed with 90 day fiance and like all of the spinoffs of it. <laughs> it is so entertaining. It is. I think it's like the best reality show there is out there. Wow. Have you watched it? I watched one season of it and it was like season five or six. And I was, I was amazed by what I was watching, but I just never got into the whole I couldn't tell you anything outside of that season. I, I see the stories on the entertainment sites and stuff like that. I, I kind of know the names and, and stuff like that, but I couldn't yeah. tell you all the couples and the spinoffs. No. It's like the more the more seasons you watch, the more into it you get because you kind of like see the same people pop up in like the spinoffs until you get to like know everyone and we're just like so obsessed with it. Um, we also love Temptation Island. Yes. Um, we've been watching Joe Millionaire. We're really into this cooking show called Next Level Chef. Oh yeah, no. I, I I was tweeting about that. I did a collab with them last week, and um, really, I uh, they were, and you know, I watch it. The thing is, I'm not a cook, and but I like I do enjoy watching the cooking shows when they're on. I I'm not someone usually that can. Sometimes I can do a whole season, but sometimes I just watch it when it's on because I do find it yeah. fascinating, even though I don't cook a damn thing for myself. Um, it yeah. is it is fun to watch, and you see these concoctions like hey. Make a three course meal out of you know boar's head and you know it's just like this is so random and yes. and yet they can put something together and it's like and then you want to sit there as a as a viewer you obviously want to sit there and yeah the judges are tasting it and grading it on the taste but you're just like 
well, God, I want to taste it too. I want to see if this is actually, yeah. actually really good. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it makes me really hungry. But yeah, like we get super anxious for them and stuff when they're, you know, cooking and it's like they, it's like the competition. So they're timed and everything and it's so good. Um, so we love that show. We, we're into Love Island when it's on live. We can't really binge watch it because it's so long. Oh, yeah. But like any of those like dating shows we love. I am. Um... And then Michael. Michael's into like more scripted stuff than I am. I get bored, but he loves like um, we watched Yellowstone. Oh. He likes um, is that other one. All those. He's into all those shows. Oh, okay. They're a little boring. <laughs> I think. Well, when you talk about Next Level Chef, I know that obviously there's a Gordon Ramsay show. That's the thing with him is how many how many cooking shows does that guy have? Isn't it like he's got the kids one? He's got Hell's Kitchen. He's got Next Level Chef. I like I'm I'm losing track of how many different cooking shows that guy has when it's all basically the same thing. It's just a group of people. Yeah, they have to cook something, and then there's elimination. Whoever had the worst meal of the of the week, it gets got, you know is eliminated yeah. by the judges, right? Right. He's got my, my so kids many. are obsessed with um, Chopped Junior. It's Charlie's dream to go on that show one day. <laughs> is that is that a Gordon Ramsay one? Is he, is that another one of his? Chopped? Is it? I don't I, know. I'm not sure if it's Gordon Ramsay. I'm not sure. Oh, possibly. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know. Here, I got an idea. Here's what we're gonna do. I think that whatever the next one is that Gordon Ramsay does, whatever next level Hell's Kitchen that he does, you need to go on, and you need to. Make your famous turkey avocado sweet potato bowl concoction from last night that apparently <laughs> that apparently didn't go over well with Michael. Can you please tell not. us? Can you please tell us about this meal you made last night? I saw it on your stories, and I was like, okay, I got to ask her about that. Yes. Okay. So the backstory: like, I never used to cook, and Michael loves cooking, and he's a really, really good cook. But he's moving down to Newport, and with me, and he commutes to work in LA. Ugh. So now that. Yeah. So now that he's getting home late every night, I was like, okay, now I'm going to start making dinner for him. Like on the weekends, he's the one that's cooking. So I've been trying to become a better cook the last couple months. And so I'll have him rate my dinners. And lately I've been doing pretty good. Like I made a salmon. I think he gave it like an 8.5 or 8.6, which is really good. He's very honest. And last night I just kind of decided to improvise where like usually I'll look up recipes or I'll use one of my sister's recipes and follow the directions. Well, last night I was like feeling very confident and I just made this turkey avocado uh, sweet potato bowl and it was apparently terrible. So (laughs) I didn't think it was that bad. (laughs) He said said if if this were served in a – you asked him if this were a restaurant dish – <clears throat> How much would you pay max for this? And then they believe he said four ninety nine with the avocado. Yeah, with the avocado. He's crushing my dreams of ever being on Next Level Chef. <laughs> yeah, you might want to leave that dish out if you're on the next season yeah. of it. Um, he, so he's got to work in L.A. and live in Newport. Ugh, that's not. That's a I hell know. of a drive. That's a hell of a commute to and from. Very long. That's why I'm like, okay, I'm at least going to have like dinner ready for him when he gets home because I feel so bad. I don't want him to be tired. And yeah, so I'm trying. I got to I got to step up my cooking game a little bit. And how is everything going with Lonnie the label? It's good. Um, I have another collection launching in the spring. And I actually think that's going to be my last collection with them. Mm. Um, Michael and I actually want to start something new this year. 
which I'll talk about another time later oh. once we once we figure it out. So it's gonna be a cooking it's gonna be a cooking website. website. It's gonna be cooking <laughs> based, right? It's gonna be a cookbook of all my recipes. Yeah. Um, okay, so 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 after your spring collection, it's it's going to now is it? I mean, people can still go to the site, right? Or is it through some, yeah. another site? Or is it third party stuff now? Uh, so we moved to a third party. Are you there? Oops, can you hear? Okay, Sorry, now now I got you. It's a, the last thing okay. you last thing I heard um, you say was you moved to a third party site. Yeah. So about a year ago, we used to have LonnieTheLabel.com, and then about a year ago, we switched to a third party site called Mooks. So we're on there now. Um, it's still the same thing. You can shop um, all of the collections on there. And yeah, I have one more drop in uh, coming out in the spring. That's really cute. And then after that, I'm done. Okay. Yeah, we'll be looking forward to. Uh to hearing uh, what cooking, what cooking website you and Michael are going to be starting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By the way, I hope everyone knows this is a joke. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I was assuming it wasn't something cooking related, but I didn't. You know, I no. didn't know. Um, but yeah, we're we're looking definitely looking forward to that, and obviously we'll we'll keep in touch on your social media to find out um, you know wedding stuff and planning. Have you looked at a? Uh, have you started looking at dresses? Yes, actually, I picked I picked two dresses, and I think they're actually coming in the mail today. I need to like try them on, and I need to go to them to get fitted and everything. But I picked my dresses. That's about the only thing that I've done. They come to you in the mail? I thought all women, when they go get their dresses, are are always trying it on, and like you go to a store and you try it on there. They just mail them to you. They do most. most no, most people don't do it this way. Oh, it's just me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so um, that's about all we have so far. I want there was one last thing I wanted to to bring up. I should have brought this up when we were talking about um, about the girls, Kinsley and Charlie. Um, you did it, and I didn't even know this until I was, you know, googling stuff to talk about in the interview. You did a Q and A about three months into the pandemic, where you were talking about you know, co-parenting with your ex-husband, Nick. And I didn't, I guess I never saw this or maybe I did at the time, but it was, it was in June of 2020. So I forgot about it, but you basically admitted that you did not co-parent well. You and Nick just did not co-parent well and didn't even think you ever would co-parent well. And you even said, you wrote like, I've lied for the longest time when people ask me this question and say we do, because I truly wish we did. And I've always wanted to portray the image that we co-parent well, but I think it's okay to be honest and admit that we that we just don't. So I guess my question is, number one, has it gotten better since then? Or number two, and number two, if it hasn't, like, is this something that um, do you think can ever be fixed? Not fixed, but um, be better at. Or, or how is the co-parenting now? It's one of those things like it goes through phases and I was like thinking about it actually a couple of weeks ago. I was like, we've been getting along really good lately. And then it's like right after I think that, you know, like something comes up. And I think the problem is like we are so different in like so many ways. And, you know, when it comes to parenting, we just have very different beliefs. And I don't really see it ever not being a struggle, to be, be honest. Because of the, because the belief system yeah. is just different. Very different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so, I, mean, I, I, yeah. I gotta believe it's not easy to deal with that, but you're able to get through it. I mean, obviously, this you did this in June of 
2020. So it's been a while since you said this. I guess I was just like, I don't think I ever, I didn't know you said this, but it was, it was pretty cool that you actually did come out and admit like, Hey, maybe you see me and you see this image of me being super mom on social media, but just know it's not easy. Uh, it's hard. And we're, I, we're not great at co-parenting and I wish we were, but, but we weren't, well, but we're not. And, um, that was, right. you know, I mean, I'm sure that wasn't easy to even admit publicly. Well, I think too, like I've kind of gotten to a place where I'm like very comfortable with like where I'm at and I don't really like back when I was on the show, I feel like I was under such like a microscope and people were judging me so much that I I almost had to like lie and put on an act sometimes because if I were honest, I would be attacked all the time. And I just feel like even social media has kind of changed in that way where people used to want to see all this like picture perfect stuff. And now I feel like people you know, can appreciate what's real now. And I think um, a lot of people can probably relate to having, you know, a situation where you're co-parenting and it's like really hard. And I feel like people always try to make it look so easy and, you know, like they come together for the kids and whatnot. And sometimes it's just not that easy. No, it's good to hear. I mean, it's good to hear that you guys have, um, I mean, it's good to hear that you admitted that and, you know, for, for other single moms out there that maybe, like you said, or even in the same boat, like, you said, look, I'm not, I'm never going to go into detail about it, but no, we, we don't co-parent great. I wish we did, but unfortunately I don't think we ever will. And you know, you don't need to yeah. go into detail, but it seems like, you know, the basis is just, we just, we have different belief systems in terms of how to raise the kids. And, and that's all we need to know as a, as a, as a public, but that's, that's, it's yeah. really cool. And it's, and it definitely seems like in just admitting in your last answer that like, yeah, when I was fresh off the show, I felt like I had to act a certain way or else I'd get crucified by the trolls out there. Yeah. And I had to put on an act for certain things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it it's 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 like the good and the bad of social media. Obviously social media has changed this show. Some people can say for the better, some people can say for the worse. I think for the better you can say that this show has now allowed people to have a career in social media post show. That's the good about it. But the negative is dealing with constant scrutiny for things that you think are just average, mundane, daily live things that like, oh, I'm taking, you know, I'm taking Kinsley and Charlie here and somebody will just chime in like, oh, that place. <laughs> have you ever done any research on that place? They're they're horrible to their workers yeah. in their in third world countries. They're yeah. like, All right. Wait a second. Come on. Oh, my like, gosh. Literally. It's so crazy. <laughs> I know. And it's you can't just, do anything right. <laughs> yeah. You can't do anything right. Anything you do as a mom, like I'm going to. You know, you name it. You've been through it. I, I think we've all seen it. Stories have been written about it, about what what people have attacked you for online. It's it's yeah. it's crazy. And now the fact that you're not with somebody from the show, it's almost better because it it allows you to kind of just slink out of that limelight that a lot of these contestants have and just go live your your normal life with Michael and your daughters, and you don't have to worry about this show anymore. And yeah, you can come on a podcast right. every once in a while and talk about it, but. This is not your life anymore, and you're well. Like, yeah. People don't understand. Like you said, 2015. This was, you know, Josh and Robbie. That was years ago. It's like not even. It's not a thing. It's like, don't even bring you it know. up. You know. It's so funny too, because like Michael, you know, he's like not in the whole like world, and what's you know not used to like the people on social media. So sometimes. I'll like say something or do something and I'm like, Oh wait, like I can't do that. Cause people are going to say this and that. And he's just like, who cares? And it's kind of like helped me not care as much. Cause I see how like dumb it is from like another person's perspective who like 
doesn't have to deal with it daily. Yeah. So I think that's helped me a lot too. Did he, when, when I know you said you were friends with Michael before you guys met, but when you guys met, had he watched you on any of the seasons or no? No, he, um, he hadn't, he, he had watched, um, some of the bachelor though. Like he, he did like the show, but he never watched any of my seasons. But when we very first started dating before we were actually dating, after we like got lunch and we were kind of friends, we, um, we watched bachelor in paradise season five together. Oh, okay. So that was the one after Uh, you were on three and four, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. We watched four together oh you watched the one that i was on the one with yeah we ended up with robbie or whatever you want to call it yes yeah. and it's funny because i i never even really watched the show when i was on it i watched like bits and pieces but i've never really watched any season of the bachelor bachelor in paradise so it was like my first time watching it and i was cringing so hard because <laughs> that wait that was the one where you went on kind of didn't you arrive kind of late or was it in the very beginning you were on from the get-go i, I can't remember i'm blanking I was on. I was on from day one, but I was the last one there. But yeah. Oh, that's right. You were. So who was yeah. your before? Before Robbie got there, who were who were you on dates with, or who were you kind of coupled up with on that season? I didn't season? go on any dates. I was coupled up with no one. Um, and before the break, I actually remember before everything got shut down, I wanted to go home. I was like. I regretted coming back for that season. I was like, this was a huge mistake. Oh, that's right. Um, and then the shutdown happened, and then I came back and ended up staying. So That's right. That was the, sh- the majority uh, of the season. Yeah. yeah that was the shutdown. The end, that but... was the shutdown season. Yes. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I totally blanked on uh, on that season. I mean, I remember you being on it, and I remember Rob, the storyline with Robbie at the end, and then everything that happened post-show, because I think that ended up being a podcast topic. But, um, yeah, I... That's right. And, you know, being with the season the way it was, the total number of days in Mexico, if you take, I think it was only three days before the shutdown happened. And then I think you only went back for 10 or 12 days. It wasn't very long, right? It was only like. We were there for like, I mean, because I, I didn't stay till the end of that season. Um, I went home before Fantasy Suites or whatever, but I think I was only there for like eight days. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember yeah. it, was, it was only three before the shutdown, and then when everyone be- went back, if you even made it to the end, if you made it to the final day, I think it was only another ten or twelve days, and you didn't make it that far. So yeah, eight. No. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Um, well, I'm glad everything has kind of come full circle for you. Everything's kind of changed. You have a a whole new life versus the Amanda Stanton everyone from Bachelor Nation knows from. Ben season yeah. and three and four. It is it is kind of crazy, and and you know, kind of a lot of you do. Like I mean, just some of the names I even mentioned earlier with Jen Saviano and and Lauren. It's like as long as you get together and either have a new significant other or fiance that's not part of the show. As long as you do that, you can easily get out of the whole Bachelor Nation world because if yes. you if you date somebody within Bachelor Nation world, which so many love to do. Just know that everybody's going to be all up in your business every five seconds. It's just you can't avoid it. (laughs) And, I mean, you had to deal with it at the time, both with Josh and Robbie. Um, But, yeah, once you move on and you date somebody not associated with the show, not associated with entertainment at all, reality TV, anything like that, then you don't have to worry about answering stupid questions from fans about what they think they deserve from you. (laughs) Like, it's... It is right. pretty nuts. It's so, a nice, 
it's a nice place to be. Yeah, no kidding. So, um, Amanda, congratulations on everything. I'm glad uh, we got to talk. We got to talk. Congratulations on the uh, on the engagement. We'll be following along on on Instagram to uh, see all that's going on in your life. And I really appreciate you coming on. And we'll certainly be in touch. And I'll be I'll let you know if I hear anything on on Temptation Island and and Joe Millionaire. You know I will. You know I'll yes, text you if I find do. out. We're waiting. We can't wait for the Temptation Island next season. Yeah, no, it's I, I gotta um, believe it's coming soon. Last se- last year started in February, so I gotta believe it's gonna start. Yeah. They filmed it in September. I mean, it's been it's been in the can for four months. I would think it's coming soon. So yeah, yeah I'll let you so know. Fun. But um, thanks for coming Sounds on. Good. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to Amanda for coming on. Really love talking to her. So glad that she got engaged and. I'm happy for her because she went through a lot post-show, and I, I think that she would even admit, you listen to that interview, and you can kind of hear it in her voice. I think you, she can admit that the, some of the things that she did post-show were on her, and she had some really shitty relationships post-show. Josh Murray, Robbie Hayes, if you even want to call that a relationship, but just having to deal with his idiocy. Um. Yeah, it just, she's kissing, apparently, you know, kissing a lot of frogs and then, you know, found her guy. And Michael seems like a good guy from what I see on Instagram and her Instagram stories and feed has definitely changed uh, over the years and since she has basically gotten out of Bachelor Nation. So it's just good to hear. And I'm glad that she's getting married. Looks like it's going to happen this year. And, um, yeah, it's just a, it's just, it's good to hear that because she was trolled a lot. She was definitely somebody that a lot of people in this franchise, the toxic fan base really had their claws out for anytime she posted anything. It was just, and look, like I said, some of it was her own doing and the filters were probably a little bit too much. And she said, she basically got addicted to them and, didn't like how she looked without a filter. And then now that she's been able to accept that, she hasn't used him in four months. And I hope she keeps that up. It sounds like she will. So good for her. Congratulations to Amanda. I hope you all are happy for her. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. We're back next week. I think we're going to talk a little reality TV casting with um, a couple people from a casting agency that um, cast some of your favorite shows. So it looks like we're going to have them on next week. Can you believe it? I've actually planned more than two days in advance. So, yeah, I think I'm supposed to be recording that tomorrow. So I'll, I'll have that in the can, and we'll, uh, that'll be your podcast for next week. But anyway, let's get a move on. For Amanda Stanton, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. See you!